Major support for this podcast comes from the Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation, conserving our wild things and wild places for over 25 years. Mother Nature. Now there's a storyteller. The lush, rich scent of damp earth when it rains, the perfume of spring flowers and the calming music of bird songs carried on the whisper of a breeze, those are the stories of renewal and hope. The impossible uplifts and folds of massive rock cliffs and the ancient impressions of extinct animals captured in the undulated layers of sediment offer powerful accounts of change over millennia. And then there's the modern-day cautionary tale of water from rain-swollen creeks and rivers rushing to the coast, eroding banks along the way because they no longer have the native grasses rooted in them. And in its hurry, it leaves behind an unsightly trail of plastic bottles, cups, and assorted trash from upstream communities in its wake. Nature is always telling her stories to those willing to listen and she gets help from others. I like to think that beginning with prehistoric pictographs, artists have been faithfully interpreting and retelling nature's stories, reminding us that we are not simply observers, but are important characters in this ongoing saga. Today's podcast is the debut of an occasional series we're calling The Art of Nature. It's where we tell the story of an artist who tells the stories of nature through their work. This time we put the spotlight on San Antonio painter Jesus Toro Martinez. We learn what inspired the artist's current series of oversized canvases and how he uses them to share tales of wonder, beauty, and fragility of our world and our role in it. Stay with us. From Texas Parks and Wildlife, this is Under the Texas Sky, a podcast about nature and people and the connection they share. I'm Cecilia Nasty. When rain falls, it does so seemingly without meaning or intention other than the fulfillment of its own nature. But to Jesus Toro Martinez, who goes by Toro, rain is his painting partner, providing inspiration and a depth of meaning to his work by delivering raw materials to him for use in his latest series of canvases. Originally titled Creeks and Rivers, he renamed the series of abstract oil paintings Tierra Sagrada, or Sacred Land. Many of the pieces reference degradation of riparian vegetation due to changes in land use practices. I'm trying to come up with a visual of land erosion. This is what happens when you have a lot of rainwater, climate change, and different other things that happen to our earth. To further emphasize human impact on our land, Martinez creates pigments from trashy forages from creeksides, riverbanks, and beaches after episodes of heavy rain. This past spring, I joined Toro at Fisherman's Park in Bastrop along the Colorado River for a scouting expedition. I come look at different locations and see how beautiful it is. And after a storm, come back to the same location and see what trash has been brought in. 
and that's how I start the first step of looking for my art. Toro was born and raised in Webb County, U.S.-Mexican border, next to Zacate Creek inside Laredo city limits. As I walked out in the streets of Laredo, after a good rain, you would see trash flowing through. I started trying to follow the trail, connecting, connecting, the, connecting, the, connecting dots. the dots. Toro was a young adult when the Texas Department of Transportation debuted its Don't Mess with Texas anti-littering campaign, which continues to this day. Mamas, tell all your babies, don't mess with Texas. The message underscored his parents' advice to have pride in and take responsibility for the place he called home. Among other things, that meant not littering as well as picking up litter when he saw it. It felt like a losing battle at times because, as he told me, many people in his community appeared indifferent to the issue of litter. Years later, Toro realized the trash problem didn't begin or end in Laredo, and the lack of urgency about solving it was not unique to residents of his hometown. Much of the garbage in Zacate Creek that doesn't end up on land travels to the Rio Grande where some of it eventually washes out into the Gulf of Mexico. The scene that's playing out in Zacate Creek takes place in creeks and rivers throughout the Lone Star State. Remember those dots Toro was connecting? He eventually came to understand that each one links urban and rural communities throughout Texas to a glut of seen litter and unseen pollutants that hitch rides downstream in creeks, rivers, and storm drains, fouling adjacent land along the way. Some of it reaching the Gulf, including sensitive wetland areas that serve as nurseries for important Texas sport fish. By the time he understood the connection, Toro had found his voice and success as an artist. He decided to use both to interpret and tell this particular story. And over time, hopefully helped to rewrite its ending. Back then, I didn't understand. But now we're paying for it. We're paying for it by that little piece of plastic bag that starts elsewhere in a commerce area, ends up on a creek bed or a river. Going down to the Gulf, these will end up down there shortly, yes. you know, not knowing when. And it comes back to us in the food chain. Let's clean our rivers and creeks. And I'm just trying to create more cautious to everyone. Like, where things come from? What are we doing? What are we eating? And uh, it's important. Scientists from the Heart Research Institute and Mission Aransas National Estuarine Research Reserve tell us that most marine trash is plastic. Some we inflict on ourselves and some is inflicted upon us as ocean currents deposit trash onto Texas shores from other countries. As these plastics break down into smaller and smaller pieces, wildlife and fish that ingest them may experience a change in behavior or reproduction or even death. At this time, we don't have sufficient data to link the consumption of seafood affected by plastic with impacts on human health. However, this issue is currently under scrutiny worldwide. From Texas Parks and Wildlife, this is Under the Texas Sky, a podcast about nature and people and the connection they share. I'm Cecilia Nasty. 
Support from the Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation allows us to bring you stories from under the Texas sky. In fact, since 1991, the foundation has raised more than $190 million to conserve the lands, waters, and wildlife of our state. You can help by becoming a member. Find out how at wewillnotbetamed.org. Jesus Toro Martinez is a Texas-born San Antonio artist who collects discarded plastic grocery bags and bottles, aluminum cans, and other miscellaneous items from along creek and riverbanks and beaches, as well as material foraged from elsewhere, and then incorporates them into his evocative, oversized, abstract oil paintings. All this trash will become part of my work. You know, getting ugly things, getting plastic bags, branches, uh, many different things, you know, candy wrappers and different things, uh, plastic cups, pieces of metal that you you see all this and uh, beer cans and all of that becomes the actual materials that comes to my work itself. This past spring, we met at Fisherman's Park in Bastrop under partly cloudy skies to take in the serene beauty of the shady bend of the more than 600-mile-long river. The Colorado originates south of Lubbock and cuts a diagonal path through the state, with various tributaries flowing into it, until everything drains into Matagorda Bay and the Gulf of Mexico. This means there's the potential for plenty of upstream input of trash and other pollutants before its waters reach the coast. Toro said he was visiting the park to assess its condition ahead of a rainstorm predicted for later in the week. It's a beautiful day. You see people fishing, you see wild animals just uh, roaming around. You even see the water down to the base. I like to see that. Pretty soon we're gonna start seeing some storms here in central Texas. This view is gonna change dramatically. Then you'll see the trash coming down. The trash that we see in downtown Austin that it's going to start flowing down this way. The rains came and went, and the state's creeks and rivers transported carelessly discarded trash through central and south Texas. Instead of meeting again in Bastrop, Toro invited me to his gallery and studio in San Antonio's Lone Star Art District to see how he works with foraged raw materials. He didn't have to ask me twice, so I hopped in my car and took a little road trip to the Alamo City. Called the Lone Star Art Space, Toro's studio encompasses several rooms in a large warehouse, which is surrounded by other warehouses, many of which have artists as tenants, in an area some people describe as sketchy. Residents and those who appreciate art simply call it the Lone Star Art District. This morning I got some trash along the San Pedro Creek here outside my studio and I'm cutting, this is a piece of aluminum can, I'm cutting to pieces so I can put it into my grinder and start making different levels of pigment. That's what I'm doing. I'm trying to create something that would really uh, create a feel of, of something like something flying on my painting. I'm not there yet, but I'm more concentrating with the pigment itself. 
The grinder he used was a heavy-duty blender that looked as though it had been to war. Once the aluminum started to tangle with the blades, it created a confetti storm. This cut aluminum is going to become little flakes. It became shiny little flakes as well as curly cues. You see my pile of trash here in the studio. That's from this morning. He emptied the aluminum fragments from the grinder into a jar that he sealed and placed in a large, worn, paint-spattered trunk that sat in the middle of the room, which contained neatly arranged cans of paint medium, jars of pigment, brushes, rags, and rubber gloves. Next, he removed a jar from the chest. In it, the pulverized remains of a copper gutter that he salvaged from a dilapidated San Antonio home that had been raised. Next, he poured a pungent liquid from one of the cans into a large glass jar. I am going to mix some copper into this. Making paint is very simple. You get pigment, you get a paint medium, and you combine it together. I've created copper paint. And what I added, it was uh, a little bit of Demar varnished, pre-mixed with Lindsay oiled, uh, uh, equal parts with uh, raw pigment together. Toro had an oil cloth spread over the studio floor, topped with a four by eight foot canvas already in progress. It was alive with color and movement, but too abstract for me to recognize what the artist wanted me to see. This is a summer painting. If you look at it, the white part is white pigment diluted, and those represent into flowers. And the yellow that you see here is bee pollen. Bee pollen that you get, I cheated. I went to a grocery store and actually bought it, came back and reinvented it into paint. This has a little bit of tar, a little bit of shoe polish, a little bit of floor polish, and, and copper, and of course, aluminum. This is more like my signature process of how I paint. You could see it as an abstract or you could see it as a landscape. Toro dipped a fresh foam brush into the jar of copper-based paint he'd just made, and as he hit the brush against the rim of the jar, he sent fat drops of viscous purple liquid splashing onto the canvas below. Next, he grabbed a shop broom that was leaning against a wall near a pile of trash and used it as a kind of giant paintbrush moving colors across the surface of the canvas until grasses materialized before my eyes. For a minute, I thought that maybe the fumes in the room had gotten the best of me and I was seeing things that weren't there. There's good ventilation in this building because it has so many holes, so don't worry about it. I didn't really worry, but I was delighted to see how the grasses and the painting began to reveal themselves with each stroke across the canvas. In truth, it was more like a suggestion of grass. It was an abstract painting, after all. I started working with some ideas with uh, showing different types of native grass, and I've laid out the groundwork. Now I'm coming back and produce the actual imagery that would reflect that. I'm halfway there. I have to let it dry, come back, extract, attract, put more stuff on it, but then really de redevelop it into what I'm about to create. What I'm doing here, I am creating some lines. I'm trying to create the underneath painting, 
to come out and um, overlap so it would create a translucent idea when you're seeing the actual work itself. So like you're looking through the grasses? Yes, definitely. And this is what I'm actually doing. In the end, Toro Martinez would have a bold painting depicting human influence on the land, creeks, rivers, and wetlands of our state by incorporating items discarded by the people of Texas into his art, something that he admits makes him a bit nervous. I'm always scared about people not loving it because it's like I'm using ugly things, things that nobody wants, you know, trash. And materials that, you know, that they're not beautiful. There are materials that you are meant to go to the landfill and let it be there. They're not meant to come into somebody's living room. I'm very grateful for these people that acquire my pieces and let my vision keep going and let people know about protecting our creeks and our rivers and wetlands here in Texas. And this is more or less a way of me trying to advocate for that by showing it in my work but then showing them the process of where it came from and that's what I'm trying to say I'm trying to tell a story using the materials that were left behind Lone Star Art Space participates in Second Saturdays, a free family-friendly monthly art walk event every second Saturday of the month in the Lone Star Art District Meanwhile, Jesus Toro Martinez will exhibit his current series of oil paintings called Tierra Sagrada, or Sacred Land, at the Emma S. Barrientos Mexican-American Cultural Center in Austin. The opening reception is September 13th, and the show runs through November 23rd. Before we end the podcast, another artist is here to close the show with a shout-out to the wild. What's up, everyone? My name's Ali Zandi, and I'm a landscape photographer based in Austin. And here is my shout-out to the wild. So I've got a fixin' for all sorts of photography, but I have to admit, landscapes are one of my favorite subjects to shoot. Because for me, it's a chance to kind of get outside and bond with the earth. Everything from the lines, colors, shapes, and reflections can all be visually appealing, especially when they all work together. Um, as hard as it is sometimes, it's worth trying to grab that shot exactly how you have it pictured in your head, and that's what I love about landscape photography. There is no shortage of amazing landscapes out here in Texas, so I guess I've lucked out a bit. So some of my recent adventures include canoeing to Devil's Waterhole on Inks Lake, shooting the Milky Way in the darkness at Enchanted Rock, and hiking some of the awesome terrain at Pedernales. So grab your hat, your sunscreen, and some water, and I'll see you on the trails. What do you love about the Texas outdoors? What have you experienced that you'd like to share with the world? Tell us with your own shout-out to the wild. Just go to underthetexasky.org and click on the Get Involved link, like landscape photographer Ali Zandi of Austin did. We'll be in touch. And so we come to the end of another podcast. Under the Texas Sky is a production of Texas Parks and Wildlife and is available at underthetexasky.org or wherever you get your podcasts. We record the podcast at the Block House in Austin, Texas. Joel Block does our sound design. 
I'm your producer and host, Cecilia Nasty, reminding you that life's better outside when you're under the Texas sky. Major support for this podcast comes from the Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation, conserving our wild things and wild places for over 25 years. Join us again next time for Under the Texas Sky. And the yellow that you see here is bee pollen. Bee pollen that you get, uh, I cheated. I went to a grocery store and actually bought it. 